Hello again, all of you little fishy, fishy freaks. Welcome back to Erico Blueberry. I hope you're doing well. This is an unassuming destiny podcast. My name is Chili Bin. I don't wish I was Mackie after that. <laughs> you want to be a fishy, fishy freak? No, thank you. Okay. Uh, just a freak? I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Ignore the fish part. Be a freak. At uh, McDonald's ordering the little freak meal. Wait, that's an option? <laughs> What's in it? What's in it? What's what's the toy in the little freak meal? And do I want to know? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, um, yes, we're back. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks away. Uh, it started with me going to another country to see my family, which was delightful, and then I came back and was sick. Uh, not that makes it sound like I was just throwing up everywhere. I just had a cold. Um, so we didn't do one last week either. So we've got a couple of weeks to catch up on. Yeah. There's been some story developments. Uh, also, I have glasses now. <laughs> Let me just push these up. Um, yeah, I have a... My astigmatism got a little bit worse in the last two years. And they were like, yeah, if you're looking at screens for like six plus hours a day it's probably a good idea so i was like cool my health insurance has got a couple hundred bucks of optical i need to spend give me glasses and now i have them and I'm i do enjoy it. that you went for the tech bro clear frames well okay so i got these and also like some darker kind of metal frame joints because like i need a starting point right i need to figure out what works for me I'm going to get sort of either end of that. The guy initially showed me some that had like red along the arms. I was like, no way, homie. That's not going to work with my hair. Are you kidding? Are you joking? Oh, my glasses have a racing stripe. Yeah. <laughs> I can well, see real fast. Those ones kind of, the other ones kind of do. These ones are just like, <laughs> it's not like full clear plastic. It's like an opaque kind of frosted joint. Um, Meanwhile, me who should be wearing glasses and never does. Much like. The rest of my health concerns should be taken care of. It don't. But do you have glasses? No. Okay. I broke well, my I broke my last pair like a year ago. You can't wear them if you don't have them. So don't feel too bad. Yeah, but I should have them. That's right. the problem. Yes. Look, yes. When you a thick bitch, sometimes you sit on your glasses and they break. Yeah, that's that's the thing I'm worried about. Putting that dumper down on them. Um, but it's also the weird thing that happens in Australia when you turn 30, the government starts bullying you into paying for private health insurance. They're like, Hey, if you don't start doing this, we're going to charge you a little bit more in your taxes every year. I was like, don't do that. Also, I'm getting health insurance. Uh, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. See, the catch 22 with that is like, I'm at the risk of getting too into politics in the beginning of a Destiny podcast. Uh, that's not exactly disability friendly no. because most private health insurance companies charge you an excess if you have a chronic or mental health condition, mm -hmm. especially if you're prone to the cheeky ment menti B and unaliving, mm. um, they will charge you quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and then you get barely any mental health cover in your rebate, which is re real strange. Yeah. So the fact that they're like, hey... Because you're 30, we're going to charge you extra for the rebate. And it's like, well, I can't afford private health insurance. Yeah, I think because I get 
I think a premium. It turns out the thing you're supposed to do is get yourself stuck in a submarine in the ocean. Then people will throw millions of dollars at the problem. Just do that. Easy. My Logitech controller. No. And those controllers get used for weirder stuff than that. I said he could borrow it. <laughs> not even an Xbox 360 controller? It's not even a name brand controller. He may as well have gone down there with a Mad Cats controller. <laughs> gone down with like a hoary fight stick? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, fucking home-built home fight stick. <laughs> yeah, my submarine is made of pipes and cardboard. I'm just going to hit that quarter circle forward and we'll go back up. She's fucking oh, this submarine's down. a charge character. Fuck. I don't know how to use this. The submarine driver's a Heihachi main. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hit me in a very specific part of my childhood. It's very good. He's a Mokujin main. Oh, so you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, bring back Mokujin. Yeah. Is a like, No. Submarine drives a king main because he's just grabbing at random shit trying to make it work. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero main. He's just down there in the depths spinning. Hey, I I was an Eddie main and I'm proud I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that. Like I, I got like weirdly good with working out how to use that spinny little idiot. I was a Droganoff main, and that's why my dog's name is Sergey. Yes, good. <laughs> Uh, Sergey anyway, Doganov. We're supposedly we're a Destiny podcast. Supposedly here to talk we're an about an FGC podcast now. <laughs> Destiny. Yeah, I am not at all up on fighting games, but every time I see like a new Street Fighter or a new new Tekken come around, and people are like, "Yeah, this is a good one," I think about it, and I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm I'm 33. I'm not going to be good, but I do I do enjoy them." My only Street Fighter content I consume is people like Moist Critical who go in and make them. Worst cursed character on earth, and then go oh, to town. Yeah, the character creator stuff is fucked. Uh, and also, like, they're coming out with a new Mortal Kombat game that they're calling Mortal Kombat 1, which is an SEO nightmare. Um, but I've heard the last couple of ones of those are good. Anyway, Destiny. Let's. <laughs> First point let's, is do the game, not the fighting game. Let's bring it back. Uh, I mean, I play <laughs> Destiny like a fighting game at the moment. I just Same. I throw hands and hammers. And it Me seems just to work. Unpowered meleeing everything, just yeah. raw slapping. Yes. Um, <laughs> but look, we've got a couple of weeks of the seasonal story stuff to kind of catch up on here. Um, so we can get into that. I, I don't know how much of last week's shit I remember, and I didn't take a huge amount of notes because, like I said, I was a bit sick, and most of that was inside my head. Um, not like mentally sick just i had blocked sinuses and felt like shit and couldn't think straight um but a case of the egregore yeah like kind of um but the the couple of bits that i actually noted down was like uh the the drifter kind of comes in at one point is talking about how us like hey is zivu kind of getting her way into your head as well um that Zivu's been inside his head talking about stuff that from his past, which we're starting to get a little bit of a glimpse into in the last couple of weeks of story stuff. Um, seems like, you know, we knew he was a shady character, but we're starting to get like some specifics through like his conversation with Saladin and uh, I think Saint as well. Maybe it was Osiris. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like at some point we might hear more about the Drifters kind of origin because 
they keep dropping little hints of you who know he was. Yeah, and there, there was one bit where like uh, I forget who it was, like said Jermaine or is it Dredge and Hope? And I don't think we've heard the term Dredge and Hope before. I don't love it. I prefer Jermaine. Does that mean his last name is Hope? I, d- I don't know. Jermaine I don't Hope? Know how, I don't know how. That's a sh- that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Flight of the Concords, Jermaine. Uh, yeah, so that that was, I don't know, kind of interesting. I think I think he's the first one that's kind of said, hey, Zivu, I'm picking up the Zivu signal because I think this week someone else kind of mentions Saint it as well. this week is yeah. like, hey, she is in my head. Yeah. Rubbing everything I've done back in my face yeah so my my kind of read on that and is zivu's trying to like unsettle us and our allies by bringing up stuff that we're maybe not proud of or are trying to put behind us um not that i think the guardian is really you know the quote-unquote guardian the player character i don't know that we're necessarily like trying to hide from any of the stuff that we've done because mostly it's killing gods and that's pretty rad um like, when I think, killed your siblings dickhead <laughs> yeah and like zivu seems to be mostly coming at us with aggression and caps lock so screaming yeah yeah it's more like just aggression i'm trying to take you out whereas the other ones it's that more kind of insidious like savathun-esque kind of behavior um so kind of i don't know shady stuff happening but Last week's story also was, was I think, one of, if not the first in-game mention of the phrase, the final shape. Yeah. In, in the sort of Sloan Asa puppet situation. Um, I don't know how else to describe that. but Conduit. Yeah, I like puppet. <laughs> she gets all possessed. Well, we don't know if Asa's <clears throat> malicious. She doesn't seem malicious, but they've done the old you know, plot twist on us in the past. Mm. But I definitely feel like she's using Sloane more as like a conduit or a mouthpiece. Yeah, I mean, that's that I think we got more mentions of this week around like, oh, the the egregore is creating like a link between their minds so that they share a mind. Really weird to me that Sloane needs the darkness and the egregore to communicate with Arsa. That would almost, in a way, insinuate that Arsa is more towards the darkness than the light. Yeah, or or that, I mean, the egregore has only been introduced to us recently. I don't know. That we it fully might even be understand. something from Arsa's planet or something. Yeah, or her race. Like, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that, that part I don't really have too many open questions about. It kind of all, it makes sense enough that I, I'm not trying to pull that apart. Um, yeah. But yeah, there it was, yeah, last week was a lot of like hinting at things that we got more clarity on this week, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, last week's Veil Containment bits I thought were quite interesting, um, kind of saying that, uh, the 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 research that they've kind of been doing, I think it's like Osiris and Nimbus are kind of talking about a lot of this. That through the logs and stuff Osiris is looking into, it looks like the Vex retroactively inserted themselves into Neo Mooners' history, like they did on um, Venus. So, like, 
in terms of like how time travel stories are usually told, it's like they didn't just show up in the past. They, technically speaking, were always there. It's just that they've created this loop because they went there from the future. So that, yeah. So at some point they had to do that for the first time, but then they were already there because otherwise how do they get to the future? Time travel stuff is bending my mind already. Um, but then saying that like they altered Neptune's magnetic field to hide the existence of Neomuna. Um, and that was kind of the thing leading into Lightfall was like them essentially first breaking through that and Osiris going like, I think there's actually something there um, that, you know, this Nefele stronghold or whatever the hell. Um, so that kind of explains why the veil was not detected until now and, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, what was this other bit I've got here? Oh yeah. The, the veil and the, th and the, it's, yeah, the audio log is kind of talking about the clarity and clarity control and then referring back yeah. to Clovis Bray and saying that that and the veil are possibly related. Yeah. Um, that, that caught my attention in those logs too, in those recordings where they were talking about like the exo mind mm. And then there's Radiolaria in there, which we knew, and then Clarity. And yeah. I was like, hmm. Yeah. And then um, I think I think this is, yeah, this is all still like Chioma Essi speaking, um, is talking about Maya Sundaresh having like theories leading to obsession about using um, using the veil or, use, yeah, using the veil to write data to a clarity-infused object is what they say, um, try, in a way to, like, fabricate consciousness, which last week didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But then this week's Veil Containment is kind of joining the dots about 90% of the way and suggesting that the Cloud Striders are made up of Vex in some part. It's like basically all of these things coming together of, like, um, Vex stuff, uh, the veil, clarity, and creating cloud striders. And they basically just went as far as like dropping that as a theory and didn't really explore it because mostly Nimbus was like, wait, what? Uh, and Osiris being like, we think, we're not sure. Don't go too, don't go, don't, don't lose your mind over it. Um, so that to me is really interesting because that was like one of the first things I started wondering about the Cloud Striders is like, yeah, what the fuck are they made of? What is going on here with their shiny metal bodies? Tell me like more. Like they're a step up from the Exos almost. Yeah, but also they're, um, the way that they've got control over that like flying skateboard joint is interesting because this week's audio log opened with mentions of Siva and describing that as like, you know, it's nanomachines that operate in a hive mind but are independently intelligent machines. Um, and then they were talking about like, I think what they were saying was like encasing it within Radiolaria to protect it from the effects of the veil or, or some some combination of that. So then I'm thinking, okay, does that mean that like Cloud Striders are also in part made up of SIVA particles? Like what is yeah. going on? And then that kind of would almost make sense with the way that they're controlling and building things very quickly. Talking about base matter and stuff like that in mm. that. But yeah, that was, um, 
it's interesting. I just can't wait for them to like close off some of these some of these threads. And I know that next week will be the final seasonal story week based on the like quest step numbers. Um, I think we've only got like three steps left, which basically means next week is it for the seasonal story. And that lines up with it being, I think, week six. They usually do it in six week chunks. Um, but yeah, this week's actual seasonal story stuff. Um, can't remember where that super short didn't yeah. need to do any deep dives or anything yeah su- su- super short in terms of player activity but very heavy on yeah. lore and theory bait i think is how i describe it we got one of our favorite sketchbook style cutscene. yeah cut but it also, it also had like a bit of 3d animation in it which i don't think they've done before where, the, where it was like they showed the veil and then it rotated in a way that made it look three-dimensional. That was very cool. Um, do feel obliged to mention that there's been claims that some of the art in there was taken from a like fan submission. And like the similarities, having looked at it, are pretty striking. It's like there's a veiled figure. There's one one sort of shot where there's like a veil figure and there's a traveler and there's some like orbs and lines. And if you overlay them, it is pretty similar. Um I don't know that Bungie's made a statement yet about that, but I do know that um, someone's looked into it and like a couple of years ago, they submitted it through the like official Bungie fan art submission page or whatever that is. And like one of the terms in there basically says that Bungie is free to use it. Um, but it's still, I think it is still unlike them to not kind of address it or give them credit. Like they're usually pretty good about that. So like, I'm not, casting judgment just yet until they say something they're usually pretty good about that sort of thing but people have been very be... quick online to like jump at them and be like yo what the fuck etc um and i just don't think that's justified yet yeah it could be one of those situations too like if you remember a few years ago when ign had no clue that one of their reviewers was plagiarizing reviews mm. word from word from a tiny youtube channel it might just be one small bad actor in the design team. Yeah, I think or I think it's hard for that to get through a big team like that. Yeah, but also that's been locked away in someone's memory. Like maybe an artist saw it and didn't realize they saw it yeah. and then it's been committed to memory and it's come out that way like Yeah. There's a few different things, maybe that Yeah. Maybe that artist who's claiming they copied them saw another piece of art somewhere else like it's hard yeah, to say. It, they it, might it gets, not be saying anything. The, the lines around fan art get weird because you're also like, you know, creating art based on someone else's IP and in a lot of cases trying to make it look very similar. Um, Bungie, like I said, Bungie is usually quite good about this sort of thing. Um, so maybe just take it easy on the takes until it's been a week, maybe, you know, like. <laughs> anyway, the cutscene is okay a couple steps back we go and do a little mission thing we get some egregore we have another like asa sloan puppet deal um and she she only really says like a couple of lines but the phrase that kind of leads into this cutscene is her saying like witness in the dark or something like that right um mm-hmm. and then we go into this cutscene that is essentially about the origin of the witness and i think this is probably the cutscene that got leaked a little while ago which i've managed to stay clear of 
Yeah, assuming that's correct. Um, but it's super interesting. It's um, basically the, the story goes that there was this race living on some planet somewhere kind of ages ago, I think they describe it as. Um, and the art kind of shows what is the traveler semi buried in the ground. And that's like their, their kind of their deity, their God figure that they are worshiping. And then at some point it, it comes up and, you know, is what we know as the traveler now and gives them their, their golden age. And then as the animation develops, you see the architecture form, you see pyramid ships forming, you see that kind of, you see a lot of the architecture that we saw in like um, dark cities and yeah, the, the darkness cities through the um, the disciple of the witness, what the vow of the disciple raid, and a little bit through the Nezarek raid as well. And then there's a strike where you go through the city as well too. Yeah, so you see that architecture sort of forming in the animation, and you're like, oh, okay, this is all relevant to the witness and kind of where these ships come from, right? Um, and then that's all that's all going well they're having their golden age they're thriving they're in their lane they're moisturized and then they sort of discover that there's this other thing out there somewhere that is linked to it that is the veil uh, and they go in search of it and they find it and they go to basically combine them or bring them together and that's when the traveler leaves them oh they also mentioned that they were the ones who named the traveler traveler the gardener hmm Yes, and, yes, and that that is actually some of the most interesting parts of this because I think a lot of the community is kind of read into that as like religious allegory, not an actual like factual thing, or it's the other way of like there is something that is the gardener and that is the traveler, and the winnower is this darkness entity, and people seem to think it was the witness, um, or it's just the darkness sort of made manifest in some other way. Yeah, because it's interesting because from I remember correctly, the reason they seek out the winnower is because they the they started honoring the traveler, or as they know it, the gardener, through the golden age they went through as this deity, this god, and the traveler being silent wasn't giving them direction or purpose in return. They felt yeah. like they were just aimlessly building and like they become a civilization, but they weren't getting anything back. Yeah. And, 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 and also the idea that like, and they wanted direction and purpose and, yeah. and that, that aim that like aimless growth for growth's sake is kind of like getting out of control or it's not there. Like you said, there's no purpose. There's no kind of which plan to it it is kind of an interesting allegory for religion because that's what most people seek in religion is purpose mm. and aim and direction and yeah. morality and so so the idea like even just looking at what those two words mean winnower is to winnow is to cut something back um so it's like the the gardener the gardener it's it's, it's almost like a misnomer it's and all, like gardener is almost a like, misnomer cuz like a gardener would kind of keep it trimmed but it's just like, I'll just let it flourish and grow and we'll feed it and whatever. Um, but yeah, they go and find the veil, bring it back. Traveler leaves. Um, and that is where things get really weird. Um, so they've basically like also become familiar with the darkness. And they're looking at 
light as this actually like quite negative thing because it allows for both creation and destruction, whereas darkness is all like born of consciousness and direction and thought. Yeah, so it's really interesting because like through the game we come to think of the traveler and the light as life. Mm. The traveler resurrects the dead. It gives you the light. You can keep coming back. You use the light for good. But the this race also figured out, and they said something like, it was not only birth, it was destruction or yeah. chaos or something like that. Yeah. And then Which it is. Through you look, you look that, at us throwing fireballs and shit yeah, around. <laughs> through that realization is then how that species or that race started to seek out direction and purpose and almost in a way like a way to balance that i suppose and mm. then yeah the veil and the darkness yeah and and this is where like the final shape starts to get described in some way which is what they're chasing they never really say what it means for them but they're chasing this idea of a perfect universe which yeah, i think like a- is that kind of balance between like things are growing and flourishing but we're also like trimming it back and optimizing it and iterating I think that's what they're going for, right? Otherwise, they would just kind of let it grow and let natural order kind of run wild. But um, to me, the biggest like part of that is how we find out how the witness became. Yeah. And it's almost like a mass sacrifice or a mass suicide. Well, not... Although the race dies not, out and it looks like... It's... it's- they so they use the term of they they merge they they like use the various darkness stuff that they know how to do to merge it's just into like a, a single sea entity. Of, I thought that too, and I went back because you know how I said you I'd have to rewatch it. Mm. In that cutscene, there are a lot of those bodies are decapitated as well. Right. Okay. So I'm wondering if it was a sacrificial thing that they've done to create. Yeah. And then, and then this, I guess, I'd, yeah, I'd need to rewatch again to see if they hint at this, but is the witness like a, a single individual being that they've elected or or identified as like I the most likely that. to succeed? Or is it like their will combined made manifest in a single person? Because it, it's almost like identifying the witness almost now as a hive mind. Yeah, but that it's, that smoke it, it's, full of faces is they, almost like a hive mind in they, a way. But they seem I guess. to have quite a singular focus about what they're doing. But then um, it makes sense that when they talk, there's all those voices. That is true. So is it a this hive mind shares a common goal, which yeah. is to find the darkness? Yeah. Um, but yeah, then then it kind of is what leads into obviously the witness is now chasing the traveler across the universe. Uh, and essentially what they've been trying to do, they were able to, right, which is create that link between the Traveller and the Veil to open this portal, and this is where it gets interesting in my head around that Final Shape teaser and where Cade and Ikora are, and if we assume that that is on the other side of that portal, the hints that I'm kind of interpreting out of what we've seen this week is that that portal leads to this perfect universe, this final a shape. Utopia. Yeah. And so why or how are they there if that's true? It's just, I feel like, so a lot of people have said like the veil containment and the 
plot line through this season are like quote unquote as I've seen on Twitter nothing burgers but it all ties into for me anyway I read the through line of obsession and the pursuit Mm -hmm. they talk about the Ishtar collective they talk about Maya and how she became obsessive and what she became in the pursuit of a goal and Clovis and his obsession and what he became in the pursuit of this goal. And now we're talking about what seems to be the witnesses species or race Mm -hmm. and what they became in the pursuit of this goal, of this obsession, of this desire. Mm -hmm. And even to a degree, Zivu and Sabathun and like just what, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. What the pursuit or an obs- obsession can do to you almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's- and like Zivu shoving everyone's past back in their face. Saint did, stu- did something out of the pursuit of protecting the universe from what he thought was a threat. Yeah. Osiris was obsession. That's what ultimately led him to be, you know, possessed and to mm. lose. Sagira. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's um look, I'm not like giving this this year of story delivery a, a pass by any means, but I think people's initial knee-jerk reaction to the Lightfall campaign taken in isolation now in retrospect seems overdone, right? Like yeah. could they have put a little more detail in that story and had it feel a little bit more impactful, sure. But I also think a lot of the stuff we've had through this season is filling it in in a very interesting way. I don't know if it's the best or the most optimal way of delivering the story, but I am finding it kind of intriguing which notes and which crumbs they're choosing to leave each week and how they're starting to connect them um very interested for next week because uh Sloan said something at the end of that mission that that step that quest step that kind of made it seem like next week we're going to get something pretty big um whether that's something about us or the witness I can't remember I, I didn't take any notes about it but um yeah usually they're going to leave a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of the seasonal story. I want to know what Arsa is. I'm so curious about the long girl. Yeah. Yeah, Sloane and the long girl. Um, yeah, it's all very but like, intriguing. What is Arsa? Was Arsa always on Titan? What happened to the rest of her race? Because Sloane has said she's the last of her kind. Yeah, I, th- I think there was a mention at some point that the witness destroyed all the rest of them yeah and it's very like moby dick-esque where it's like you know moby dick in the story was the last great whale or but also coming coming into the season you know that the last couple of story bits before we got to the season they were talking about like there is essentially something that can hurt or destroy the witness in the depths on titan and here we are I'm pretty sure they're referring to Arsa. I just don't know how that is going to work <laughs> or if Arsa is like going to lead us to some other tool or weapon yeah. or whatever it is. But they've 
They've also said that, like, in the past, in, like, cutscenes, not cutscenes, but um, voice lines and stuff during deep dives and other stuff, that Sloane mentions a few times that Arsa is the reason Sloane survived. She was yes. able to protect her from Zivu and see Zivu's next step and yeah. keep Sloane moving. So that'll be really interesting. Mm. It's how is Arsa able to know to, when to move Sloane and to keep Sloane moving and yeah. how to protect her from Zivu's voice. And Yeah. Um, yeah, to go back to the, like, Gardner and the Winnower thing, um, I think previously the prevailing theory has been Traveller equals Gardener. Initially, Darkness equals Winnower. And then it became, I think, Witness equals Winnower. And now I'm not even sure that the Winnower exists. Because was that the Veil? Uh, was it the Veil? Was it the Darkness? But also, like, you know, in, in the story that was shown in this cutscene, the Gardener, i.e. the Traveller, was a very literal physical being. And then the Winnower was an idea that they made up that they thought existed. And then they went looking for it. They found the veil, whether or not that maps with what they were trying to find. I'm not actually sure. But that was just a concept that they kind of believed existed rather than discovering and worshipping. and The pursuit and obsession. Hmm. Mm. Yes, and then my thoughts go to all that stuff we said before about the final shape is true, and where Cade and Ikora are sitting in that teaser is that on the other side of the portal. Destiny post-final shape. Is that going to be set in there, and that's just like a fresh new universe, forget Earth, forget Titan, forget planets that actually exist in our solar system that we know? Is it just like hit the, hit the reset on the universe, start again? What what are we doing there? Like what? Just my head hurts. Next month for me, no, two months we get the the showcase. For me, an interesting thought I had was that race of people was or race of race of person, race of thingies. They were seeking something that they could have provided themselves. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they went out of their way to pursue something that they were very capable of. Yeah, but again, to, to, your, the, point, to your point before, that's how religion works. Like yeah. everybody is capable of just being a good person. Religion often but just gives you a system in which you follow these steps, you will yeah. therefore be one. But it's like, you know... The way um, Sloan slash Arsa tells the story is almost this race or the species, and especially the witness, who I guess is their collective hive mind now, they began to resent the traveler in a way. Mm. So adoration turned to resentment. Well, especially if it abandoned them, right? And that's the classic yeah. thing with the traveler is it fucks off and everyone gets mad at it. <laughs> Yeah, I just gotta go to the corner store and get some milk. I just I gotta go I gotta go like <laughs> move on to my side chick, different galaxy, don't worry about it. She goes to a different school. <laughs> doesn't go here, don't worry about it's it. Like you the, wouldn't know her. 
the kid finding out the dad has another family that the dad actually spends oh, yeah. time with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just found it really interesting how it all just ties into like everyone in this story who has been pushed to their limits is in the pursuit of something. Yes. And it's turned a lot of the characters into monsters and they've had to recover from that. So when you think about like Saint, for example, and even Misrax to a degree, like mm. they've all done something terrible in the pursuit of something. Yes. Some ide- ideology or idolization. It's all very interesting. Yeah, super fun, super interesting. I'm really enjoying this. And this is the what, arc, the, actually the, the second season for this year, right? Yeah, because we're in yeah. June. Um, so we've got two more seasons. That's that's yeah. like because it's basically done in six week chunks of story. That's how I'm thinking about it. Is like, well, this season story is basically done. They'll put a little bit more to tease us on the end of it. Then where do we go from here? Anything. <laughs> Back to goofy pirate shit. They're like, hey, it got heavy again. Time to be fairies. Yeah, it it, it also hasn't got quite that heavy this year. Um, I mean, we lost Manda. Yeah, yeah, but in, but in terms of like the seasonal story being brutally punishing every week in terms of emotional damage, uh, not so much. Been emotional damage for this week. I didn't like hearing Saint upset. Yeah. Yeah, that's, my that's, boy. That's always tough. My pigeon boy. Yes. Um. Yeah. Then cool. I think I mentioned that the fail containment stuff. Yeah, we just kind of covered both of those together. Um. <laughs> where are we up to? Um, um. Oh. Complete side note. You filthy little gilded iron lord. Snuck that one in, what, yesterday? Two-time <laughs> champion, me! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I have two now. Yeah, it was it was very gratifying to see that come through because we'd spoken about it and I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait to see that just sneak into the Discord server. <laughs> it was very good. Because there have been a couple of people hitting that Gilded Dredgen because um, I think, like, a week or two ago, it was like double rank points for, for Gambit. And then I was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. You guys played a bunch of Gambit when it was beneficial. I did it in the first week like a psycho. Uh, and then you had that come through. I was like, yeah, that's more like it. <laughs> I came in like, Maggie's coming too. Mm. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I have not played any Iron Banner this season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shiny golden boy too. But I, I also really, I do want to get that emblem for the new Iron Banner emblem. It's very cool. With the super, like, the comic big, booky cartoon wolf. Big wolf, right? Yeah. Big I wolf. Inside you, that. there are two wolves, and they're boys. <laughs> they're both and they're kissing. kissing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Make that an emote for Pride Month. Inside you, there are two wolves, and they're kissing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yes. So, yeah, I was very... Uh, very happy with with uh, with you hitting that. It was, it was good. The funny thing is, is like after I pinged it, I got a couple of messages from like people in the core part of the clan, just being like, "Yo, what?" 
Like, yeah, I'm a secret PvP sweat. My my secret shame is starting to come out. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, you've you've done enough that the game is like now broadcasting your success to other people. Like, hey, you should know about this. It's becoming a problem. <laughs> Mickey plays PvP. Yeah, yeah, does well. Gets seal. Uh, it's good. I just throw on some deathcore. Just throw on some Lorna Shore and just bang away at Iron Banner for six hours. That actually sounds real good. Throw on my metal playlist. Yeah. My problem at the moment is how much time I'm putting into Diablo 4, um, which is... Also optimal metal yeah, gaming. But, but I've only like I've only recently like gotten through the campaign and like they've actually done a pretty good job of the story, so I wanted to actually like be able to take that in so I don't have like anything else going on uh, audio-wise. But now I'm at the point where I'm just like in that end game, running dungeons on a loop. And that's where I'm like putting on videos and catching up on stuff that I've missed or, yeah, putting on some uh, appropriate music. Not that Diablo's music is bad, but... My special little playlist. I want to put on Iron Bangers and somehow end up listening to a puppy dog song. (laughs) Legitimately threw me for a loop. Ocean Man by Ween. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Hang on, hang on. The story behind this playlist called Iron (laughs) Bangers is there's what like two thousand songs in it now. Is there? I thought we're only up to like six hundred. I don't know. There's like okay, so many songs in it. It's like a collaborative playlist on Spotify with like what four of us. Um, Pretty much the clan, yeah. Yeah, and it's basically everybody putting in stuff that we just think is either high or weird energy, and. Uh, it, I think it started because we were like, let's just have a playlist that we, when we're doing Iron Bangers, Iron Banner together, sorry, um, we'll just run this and like all listen to it at the same time. It'll be, it, it's actually like quite fun. It's a good experience. And then it just started getting more cursed over time. It started really like a genuine effort of me being like, I made a playlist full of music I love and I've turned it into a collaborative playlist. Everyone go ham. Yeah, initially it was like heavy on things like Enter Shikari. Shikari, Tiny Meat Gang, Doja Cat, and then like uh, Baby No Money, JPEG Mafia, Skin Dread, just music we all really, really liked, Polaris, the occasional like Bring Me the Horizon song, just fun video game music. And then some of us like to get a little bit zooty. And add songs to it. What? Well, also, one of my favorite things to do with it is just put it on shuffle and just get fucking whiplash from tone switching. Uh, and then that often just like will inspire some part of my brain to be like, I should add this song. That'll make it even worse. And that's how it gets to where it is today. It's the best thing is, is 99% of the time, I'll just get a screenshot of a song with just Mackie. <laughs> Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the fuck I, I is this? The, the first time a song from the Shrek 2 soundtrack showed up, that was that was one of them. <laughs> I was secretly trying to add the whole Shrek 2 soundtrack to the playlist. Because it'll be like Bad Omens, Enter Shikari. Uh, Accidentally in Love. <laughs> yeah. Or the one that I had like a day or two ago. Like, here's the song that sounds like it's uh, written, targeted at like toddlers but it's also actually targeted at dogs and it's singing about going for a walk 
Don't poo a puppy walk. Yeah. And that came on and I was like, this might be one of those things that's like the ironic hardcore band is like doing the album cover and There's a song no name. Drop. No, it's just, I thought I was waiting for like a bleh or some shit to come in and it was just like two minutes singing about puppies. I added, <laughs> so I was doing deep dives with some friends who were in Amsterdam and one of them started singing Ocean Man. <laughs> While we were doing the bubble section. That's why that's in there. I mean, it makes sense given the season. <laughs> and I was adequately zooted over here as well. And I was like, oh, I'm going to add that to the playlist. Fuck. <laughs> just us all sitting there doing deep dive because they had to get some stuff yeah. to get a title. Hang on. I've just thought of a song that I'm going to literally add right now so I don't forget. And but it's, essentially, and it's Rock it Lobster was, by the B52s. Yeah. Essentially, it was just the three of us sitting in a fire team doing deep dives going, Ocean Man. <laughs> just the three of us just zooted out of our minds just singing, Ocean Man. <laughs> but we don't know any of the other lyrics, so we would loop back to Ocean Man. Yes. Um, I think my by the end of it, I was like on the brink of vomiting. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. My favorite Iron Bangers interaction is when we're like in a Discord, Discord call, listening party going. So we're all like on the same track. And then some a song will start. It'll get in about 10 seconds into the song and somebody will be like, yo, what the fuck is this? And that's like <laughs> the ideal Iron Bangers experience. Usually followed by Mickey. Well, it, As you can see who added Also because like I'd, I'd been away for, you know, a couple of weeks. <laughs> And I came back, and and I have it sorted by recently added, so I get to see in a list at the top what's been added, and <laughs> I I often will just start at the top and play it straight down just until I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm basically caught up. Me Born adding Freebird and even <laughs> yeah, Freebird was the probably one of the weirder ones. I was like. One, I don't know if you actually like that song. Two, it's nine minutes of fucking weird country guitar bullshit. <laughs> I added the boys are back in town a while ago, too. Unironically slaps. <laughs> and, um, what is it, Born to be Wild as well? Yeah, that one still throws me because, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know many people Born that put that song on. Uh, another edition, Lowrider by Wall. Yes. Uh, great song, but all I think of that shows up in like the movie Gone in sixty seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. That's all I think of. And Cheech and Chong. Right. Okay, that explains a lot. <laughs> and then yeah, just just making it super cursed by adding like one week by the Bad Naked Ladies. Cause I was thinking about the Digimon movie. <laughs> Is it in that movie? I I don't think. Okay, I must not have seen that. That's so weird. Yeah, it's great. If you play Destiny, make a collaborative playlist with your homies because it's so fun. Just start it off with like, call it six to ten songs that you think are good for playing Destiny together and listening to at the same time with other people that might like it. And they just let them add their own version of that. And it's eventually so have 700 songs worth of chaos. And we've we've done it with heavy metal too. With my songs to do your Kegels to playlist. Yes. 
where it's just that, but it's cursed deathcore <laughs> death metal. Yes, it's um, it is truly a wild time. Collaborative playlists are the best thing Spotify's ever done, and I yeah. cannot recommend enough to just to make collaborative playlists with your friends. I mean, like the the, the way I've used you find those, some good music that way too. True. The way I've used it the most in the past is like if I'm organizing a, a like carpool situation for like a, a road trip, say it's like a six hour drive to Canberra or something like that, is I'll start one just for that drive and be like, just throw some shit in there. Or like for a sports team, it's like, cool, everyone throw your favorite songs in. This is like our warm-up playlist, you know? Like that's that's really nice. I also do quite like their blends, which are basically yeah. just here's an auto-generated playlist based on everybody's like listening profile. You don't get any authorship over that other than just the music you listen to. And that gets fucking weird. It's, sometimes I'll just screenshot it and just be like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh Yes. I am bangers. So Make collaborative playlists. Play Destiny with your friends. If you're drinking end of age, crack a beer. It's a very good night. Yeah. Oh. God. Sometimes, like, we have nights like that. And I have to, like... Okay, cool. Going, going to bed, whatever. I, I have to like turn the game off and spend like an hour decompressing before I can actually sleep. Because it's just been high <laughs> energy. Pretty, my face hurts from laughing. Pretty cursed. Too. Yeah. It usually ends in me bullying. I just pick a target in the group and I just bully them the whole night. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, fully healthy behavior. Yeah. Make a playlist with the homies. It's so much fun, especially people you spend so long in video games with. Yeah. It just adds a whole new level of, like, not camaraderie, but, like, I guess to agree. Because um, you just, like, it's there, but it's you're also, vibing out, you, the track comes down, everyone at the same time is like, wait, what? Yeah. You're, you're, you're getting... <laughs> oh, yes, a good song. You're yeah. a deeper like, understanding and appreciation for a person by being forced to listen to their music. In some cases, we have a lot of overlap in our tastes, but sometimes I'm like, oh, this is a step too far for me. There's only, only so many pig squeals I can tolerate. Nah. <laughs> you didn't like that, uh, Father Hog song where it starts with Pepper Pig's intro and then goes into like the festiest, like, gutturals you've ever heard. I'm not sure I heard that one. I might have to go find it. <laughs> Father hog. Look, the, I th I feel like the the biggest overlap for people listening that we share is we love a good bleh. Oh yeah, we love a good bleh, a, and like we love a good a, goblin squeal. Oh, especially too. if it's like a bleh followed by a single China hit, and then yeah. the drop hits. That is like the the i that is or the our new favorite idea. genre of like really interesting ways to incorporate a bleh into a track, like that one I showed you by um. Wage War, mm -hmm. where he does a coughing fit and then goes, Bleh! like he's clearing his throat and then it goes in. I like that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm here for the, the black evolutions. Thank you, Sam Carter, for the black. <laughs> what a blessing. Pretty sure you can get hats that just say black across the front. And necklaces. Yeah. Oh, a necklace would, would go pretty hard, actually. Knuckle tats? Just black. <laughs> <laughs> 
me chronically ill with just a bleh. D L E H bleh. Bleg. <laughs> bleh. I almost spat beer all over the setup. Yes. Mm. All right, that's we've sufficiently digressed. I think it's time to get out of here. Um, we're yeah. basically just talking about our musical taste for about 15 minutes. Musical um, taste, putting music on and fishing in Destiny. Yeah, we, I mean, we don't even talk about fishing, but it's still there. Go do it. Um, it's fun. Yeah. that's been, There's a whole uh, quest line from Hawthorne this week Yeah, that is just a fishing tony, essentially. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, but that's been what I've seen on Twitter, I think, oh, today. Yeah. Is people like, initially there was a bug with it and people weren't like, people getting some pretty shit drops out of it. And then You want to go yes. fishing this weekend, homie? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be around. Um, Crack some beers, put some metal on and go fishing? Yes. Yes. Hi, fear me. I will. Fish fear me. Women also fear me. Help, I'm so alone. You know how people will say, like, as you get older, you become more like your parents. This is how I turn into my dad. I don't actually go fishing. I go fishing in video games. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, speaking of fishing in video games, let's get out of here and maybe go fishing. I, I didn't have a segue. I was just trying to stream of consciousness my way out of here but thank you for watching or listening or both i don't know how you'd watch without listening that'd be a weird time actually lip reading practice yeah i don't know that i'm moving my lips enough i hide behind a microphone yeah. so oops not exactly friendly i know i'd that like to see i'd like to see uh google's auto caption feature try and handle both of our accents it uh, see, I've tried that at least just for my own audio, and it's actually pretty good. Oh, that's good. Um, but I, I do know that when I talk fast, I tend to like not blend words together, but some of the some of the enunciation goes away. Um, but anyway, this has been Erico Blueberry. Thank you for uh, watching, listening, enjoying, being here with us. I'm basically stuck in a prayer pose now. We spoke about religion too long. God, now, I, now I wish to pray at the church. Of that Trevor Lucy. Is that what this is? Yeah. Um, I want to worship, but I'm shy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Um, I'm going to say hopefully we'll be back next week. Hopefully neither of us <laughs> go and get sick or anything. Um, as we, as we wrap up, this, as, as we wrap up this season's story. Um, Foreshadowing. Maybe I'll wear my other glasses and we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah. We'll see you then. Ciao. Ciao. Love you. <laughs>